Is Christianity rooted in a secret psychedelic conspiracy? He was essentially saying that you can trace back the word Christ to an ancient Sumerian word, which means... Is there more to the realities of where the origins of the faith came from? Well, that is exactly what Joe Rogan gets into on his latest podcast with Duncan Trussell as they talk about the Protestant Reformation, how we got our Bible, and what maybe the most crazy conspiracy I've ever heard about Christianity that includes mushrooms, rain being God's, I can't even say it. Look, just stay tuned as we get into this video. This is a doozy of a conversation. So before we get into that, I got to first make sure you guys know to... Had your kids, had your wife. Explicit, explicit, explicit. All right, so here we go. This is from episode 2009 with Duncan Trussell. Does it change the substance of like the parables and their referencing of some realm, a transcendent realm, a, a possibility outside the suffering of the mundane world, outside of like sucking emperor so you can get a little bit of power. Yeah. I warned you guys there's going to be profanity on here, by the way. Actually, there's something in any person's life. Like you can just like wake up and see it. Mm. The kingdom of heaven. Gnosis. So to me, I So he said Gnosis. I wonder if he's a Gnostic. I don't care if just a lot of smart people who are trying to convey a, a, an ancient cosmology created like a character to embody that. Because I don't think that was, to me, that's not the point. I know for a lot of Christians it is, and I don't mean to offend y'all. It's just, you know, I, I'm sure any Christian out there, if you're not like wrestling with the Bible anyway, you know, you should wrestle with it. You're, it's meant to train you and get in your head and like grab you and mm. confuse you. And then it's, a, it's an amazing work. It really is like the New Testament. I, mean. I don't know if it's meant to confuse us. I don't, you know, Duncan, I love your heart here though, bud, but I don't know about that one. I mean, all of it. Wasn't one of that one of the controversial uh, aspects of when Martin Luther translated it? When they translated it into... So now, <laughs> so now he gets into Martin Luther and the Protestant Reformation. I love this. I love how we went from the resurrection. I love how we went from the crucifixion of Jesus, from, from, from the book of Revelation to the crucifixion of Jesus and the subsequent resurrection, which they didn't get into. And then George, uh, uh, Joe Rogan jumps... 1500 years to the protestant reformation what is going on man this is this is goodness gracious all right so what he says here about the the, the protestant reformation is like like halfway true okay so let's jump into this clip because this is this is this is amazing when they translated it into phonetic language so that people didn't have to know latin to yeah to read the bible yeah and, they, and he one of the more controversial things is he was like i think he was expressing something very similar to that that you're really supposed to like get out of it what you get out of it it's okay so there's a huge contrast there's a chasm of difference between martin luther wanting to make the bible accessible to people in their native language by leveraging the technology which was available to him at the time the, the ink press right there's a huge chasm of difference between saying hey we don't need to have this this divide between the the, the priests who could only read the scriptures because it was only available in certain languages back then and the laymen. We need to get this out to as many people as possible, which actually, believe it or not, led to the massive influx of literacy in the world because Christians wanted other people to read, specifically the Bible. There's a huge chasm behind that, and Joe Rogan said, and, and he wanted you to get what you could get out of it. No, he wanted you to get what was in it. What was in these incredible scriptures from antiquity that prove so much of our uh, 
our, our, our understanding of the world to be true, right? So there's a difference between translating it so people could have access to the, to, to, to the inspired words of Scripture and people then being able to get whatever they want from it, right? Because you can, you can get some goofy stuff from the Bible if you're just trying to get what you want from it, right? So um, let, let, let's let him flesh this out. It's open to your interpretation. Yeah. I think it would it loses all its power if it requires an actual flesh being, and 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 I get why people want that. Yeah. And I understand. I understand the argument, but like to me, with it, written within it is like you know the communion, for example, right? Jesus never said, "Here's how we are going to do communion." He did like say something really quite beautiful about which is like exactly the, like maybe the sweetest thing you can say to your friend if you're dying, which is when you eat good food, remember me. And when you drink wine, I'm going to be in that wine. Yeah, no, that's not what he said. Communion, some people view it as a meal that folks have, but there was definitely a component of ritual to it and doing it in remembrance of Jesus while we pause. Because we see Paul talking about this, right? And folks who aren't doing community with uh, communion with reverence are creating judgment on themselves. Oh, my God. Oh. That's so sweet. It's so beautiful. And it's like such an invitation for everybody. Like anyone, you can all eat. I'm in your bread. I'm in like, I'm in what the life force mm. itself to the point where you can connect with me just through basic like dietary stuff. Mm. I love that. It's beautiful. Like, <laughs> it's not what it means though. <laughs> it's such a great way of fucking up the middleman, the priest class, the hierarchical bullshit. It's like, no, I'm here. I'm completely with you right now. Yeah. Just you, you got to reach out. And so these, whoever, what, whoever wrote that, I think that's what they were saying. It's mm. like we're you're kind of in a in a weird part of the multiverse where it's easy to forget there's a lot more going on than what you think is going on there. Yeah. And it's easy to fall prey to all the tricks of that place because it's a tricky place that wants you to worship it. This man went from the priests to the multiverse in one coherent thought without skipping a beat. <laughs> Love it, man. This is incredible. I love that this conversation is happening. All right. So, so here, here's the deal. There is value in people who dedicate their entire life to studying the original languages, to studying how we got the scriptures, to debating textual criticism. There's value to those people. There's also value in us getting the scriptures in languages we could understand and read on our own and grasp the main things and the plain things about the faith. What we don't want to do is diminish folks who spend and dedicate their entire life's work to better understanding the languages, the cultural context, uh, and the scholarly work that goes into it, and dismiss them and say, oh, they don't matter. The Bible is always self-interpreting, and anyone should be able to uh, understand it, and cultural context doesn't matter, and the original languages doesn't matter, and all the scholarly work doesn't matter, right? Like, I think that's, da I think that's dangerous. To, to dismiss that because we, by the way, we don't do that in any other area of life. We don't do that with learning to drive a car. We don't do that with going to school. We don't do that with nutrition. We don't do that with science. We don't do that with anything. We, we build on the shoulders of giants. We build on the work of other people. But when we are driving this narrative that like, oh, anyone should be able to pick up the, pick up the Bible and upon first reading, you should be able to understand everything perfectly. I think that's a bit disingenuous and, and dangerous, and, and I think you're setting people up for heresy. Remember, Jesus established the local church. Jesus 
also gave people certain assignments in the local church. Specifically, he's called some to be teachers, some to be preachers, some to be pastors, some to be apostles, some to be prophets, other other gifts of the Spirit. So to just be like, you know, uh, and, and by the way, those are just the ones in Ephesians, other gifts of the Spirit, right? And so some folks might have the, the gift to go deep in the original languages. Other folks might spend their life's work on dissertations and understanding the history around the church. Other folks might want to do textual criticism. Other folks might want to learn the Hebrew, like Dr. Michael Brown, amazing at learning the Hebrew. I'm sorry, I'm going to defer to an expert who speaks the Hebrew, or Dr. James White, who knows the Greek. I'm sorry, I'm going to defer to a guy who can speak the Greek than someone that got their KJV translation and has all the answers to all the doctrines. Like, there's levels to this. There's levels to it, and that's good. And I think it's disingenuous when we um, act like there aren't and act like, Everyone can just pick it up and just, do, you know. Now, there, is there enough in there for you to be saved? Absolutely. Absolutely. You can read the Bible on your own. You can get saved on your own. There's tons of us that have read the Bible and got saved on our own. But there's also levels to it, and we should respect those that came before us, and we should we should build on top of the, the foundations that they've laid, whether that's church history or whether that's the incredible access we have to in, uh, men of God and scholars and theologians and pastors and 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 thought leaders. Okay, so anyway, I just wanted to say that because this whole notion that like, uh, you know, Jesus was trying to cut out any degree of authority and wanted you to 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 not care. Like, no, he established a church. He established leaders. He established disciples. He established apostles. He established pastors and bishops. Like, come on. And 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 you don't have to do that. Like that's beautiful. I so yeah, I don't care who it. I don't care who whoever wrote it or the people who wrote it or the you know the how whatever the true story is it's going to be a mystery forever but yeah but it's such a fascinating mystery it is like i, I wish i could read aramaic and then read the the dead sea scrolls rogan it's okay if you don't read the aramaic you can you can get with someone that does read the aramaic right patrick but david reads the aramaic he can read the aramaic to you matter of fact i can buy you an original era uh, uh four gospel accounts the four gospels written in Aramaic from Jerusalem, handwritten in Aramaic from Jerusalem, but in the oldest tattoo shop in the world. I'll do that. I'm going to get that for PBD. I'm going to buy that for PBD. I'm going to ship it to PBD, and maybe PBD can sit down with, with Joe Rogan and read him the original Aramaic. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to get on that. Um, I should have bought one when I was in Jerusalem. I kind of played myself. They were like 150 bucks, but I'm like, dude, where else am I going to get the the the, the scriptures written in Aramaic? from a Palestinian Christian family. That would have been nuts, right? You know who else could read it? <laughs> Shout out to Future. She said, she said, you know who else could read Aramaic? The people that translated the Bible. <laughs> Yo, W for you one time for our mod. We got the best mods, man. All right, let's keep it going. God, I know, man. Because that's the oldest one we know of, right? That's mm -hmm. the, the oldest version of the biblical stories. I'm pretty sure, man. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I'm pretty sure. I, I imagine there's fragments and stuff that like. It's so fragmented that they had to use DNA to determine whether or not the scrolls were from the same cow. So like when you would find pieces of animal flesh that were from different cows, they knew, okay, we'll put that in this pile. Dude, that would have yeah. been a fun archeological dig to be working. No, I didn't know that. I'm learning something here. He said they had to check DNA to make sure it's from the same cows. That's that's news to me. So look at that. Rogan is teaching me stuff about the scriptures. That's pretty. That's actually kind of that's that, that's pretty cool. Working out. Oh, <sighs> but also what a, what a mind. You know, like trying to piece that puzzle together and yeah. try to figure out how old is the Dead Sea Scrolls? Like four thousand years old or something? Dude, I don't know. I have no idea. See, see how old the Dead Sea Scrolls are. 
I know they found them in Qumran. They found them in clay tablet or clay pots. Third century BCE. Wow. Wow. So the, the, the Sea Scrolls, I believe, were were more the Old Testament, right? Because it was BCE before Christ. Oh. Yeah, man. I mean, then then like when you get into like the uh, Torah, Hebrew, when you get into like the a lot of the stuff Jesus was referencing, and you and you get you you realize like not only is it like powerful writing with like incredible parables in it about like ways society collapses or families collapse or life collapses. It also is like mathematical, like that, that, you know, I can't remember the name of it. There's a whole thing where you like, I think he's alluding to this whole like Bible code thing. You guys remember the Bible code back, back maybe 15, 20 years ago. That was super hot. It's like the Bible code and the secret messages and the Bible code, right? It's like, uh, it's like Jonathan Kahn before Jonathan Kahn was, was, was a thing, right? You guys remember that? The Bible code? The number, you know, I know we've talked about this. God and nature, same number. Like God and love is the same word. That yeah. so yeah, it's, what that's the fuck? it's ancient Hebrew. Their their numbers d doubled as letters. Yeah, and then you see there's an intentionality mm -hmm. to that patterning. Yeah, and so then then you realize like oh so like on top of telling these powerful stories, they figured out a way to encode within the powerful stories more information yeah. that only people are going to find if they dig deeper. If you dig beneath the surface of what these books from antiquity wrote, you could find the double meaning of the double meaning from men that uh, weren't the most scholarly or educated when they wrote these things, yet they figured out a way to write these things and stack a meaning on top of the meaning. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think uh, these were commoners who uh, figured out how to get these things to people by writing different books, and uh, and, and it's all there, right? And, and, and the New Testament is primarily testifying to the resurrection of Jesus. That's designed to be there for you if you want it, <laughs> but you've got to want it. You got to dig and human in. beings are like that language is too complicated. Let's I'm abandon it. Learning that, sh <laughs> they abandoned it. Well, not we think about how complicated ancient Hebrew. I mean, oh yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. That anymore. Uh, also uncovered was a six thousand year old skeleton of a partially mummified child in a ten thousand five hundred year old basket, which Israeli authorities said could be the oldest in the world. A CT scan revealed the child's age was between six and twelve, with the skin, tendons, and even hair partially preserved. That's, I didn't know that they discovered a, a, a mummified body with it. That's pretty crazy. Uh -oh. 2021, I don't remember hearing about this. I don't remember hearing about that. I don't, I've never. They, by the way, it, it, everyone should make a point to go to Jerusalem and Israel at least once in your lifetime. It's a little dangerous for them right now, but at, at some point, everyone should check. Why? Because the archaeology is brilliant and they're still finding stuff. Meaning what they just pulled up was recently found, right? was recently found. Heard that? Wow! So it's like eight thousand BC ish, or even more, BC when they found <sighs> this basket was made. Wait, what is wow. the? Can we read that? Among the recovered texts, which are still all in Greek, is Nahum one five six, which says, "The mountains quake because of him, and the hills melt. The earth heaves before him. The world and all that dwell therein. Who can stand before his wrath? Who can resist his fury? His anger pours out like fire, and rocks are shattered because of him." <laughs> I mean, that's nature. Wow! As he's as he's vaping. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Shout out to all y'all that are, you know, trying to quit the vapes, man. I'm not mad at you guys. Oh, this is a, this this is such an interesting podcast. Say, hold up, go there back. It says the authority said these words differ slightly from other Bible versions, shedding a rare light on how biblical text changed over time from its earliest form. The De the Desi Scrolls have a lot of really weird stuff in them. Like what? Well, you know the the Christian stuff, the 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 John Marco Allegro stuff from um, the sacred mushroom and the cross. Oh, yeah. That's that's all his interpretation, and I'm sure you would 
have to be a scholar to understand even right. what the fuck they're saying. But he was essentially saying that you can trace back the word Christ to an ancient Sumerian word, which means a mushroom covered in God's semen. And he thinks that when... He said you can find the word Christ and trace it back to mean a mushroom covered in God's semen. That, that, that's goofy. Everybody is cool. Everyone's cool with all the bizarre interpretations of, of the scriptures, except the one that is the most likely what it means. It's like Jesus coming, living the life we could never live, dying the death we should have died, on, a, on the cross, in our place, for our sins, rising on a third day so that we could have a pathway and be right standing with God through his blood on the cross. We, oh, that one, no, 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 that one is out. We know that, that, can, that one can't be true. But the word for Christ being the same as a mushroom, God, godly mushroom covered in God's semen, that's the one. Yep, that's it. Mm -hmm. We will entertain something like that over genuinely examining the claims of Christianity and what Christians who have influenced every facet of culture and every facet of society for thousands of years and, and made the world substantially better, made the world substantially better for all people. That, that, that gospel, no, we were not going to, we're not going to entertain that gospel. We're going to talk about mushrooms covered in God's <sighs> man this, this is going i told you guys i told you didn't i tell you i told you this was going to go off the rails i told you guys this was going to go off the rails all right and god orgasmed on the earth things would <laughs> blossom from it this is like what the way ancient people used to think of when it rained they used wow. to literally think god was coming and then when those mushrooms would just appear <gasps> they, thought they, <laughs> they thought that whenever it was raining that God was orgasming on the earth. Oh man, I told you guys. I told you. I gave you guys the forewarning multiple times. Uh, this is definitely the psychedelics kicking in. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I don't know. It was so good until it wasn't, right? Like the conversation was so interesting until it wasn't. <laughs> Out of the grass, which, you know, mushrooms grow really quickly. You know that. Yeah. Um, so when people would wake up in the morning and see these mushrooms after the rain, and they would eat them and trip their f balls off. Yeah. John Marco Allegro believed that this was the source of the original Christianity. Wow. It was this is a sickness of the highest. Your order. boy is wrong, Rogan. I'm sorry, man. There's a much more reasonable conclusion to all this, and it's probably the simpler one. Not all of this. <laughs> it was a lot. It was about psychedelic rituals, and it was about fertility cults. Wow. Yeah, it was about people trying to trying to duplicate trying to have children <laughs> i and, mean you know, that's crazy man yeah yeah yep that is crazy uh-huh yeah oh god that would have been so fun the trip back then <sighs> like it's from god's yeah, eat so, it unless you're <laughs> God's... no 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 stop it stop it knee breaks and there's no doctors there's no nothing you just die infection die yeah, there's yeah. some drawbacks. Oh, there's a lot of drawbacks on some drawbacks. <laughs> no penicillin, no antibiotics, no vitamins, no grocery stores. No hand washing. No hand washing. No knowledge of what what's going on with bacteria. They probably wash their hands. Occasionally. And then they meander into more. Darkness. All right. So um 
Yeah. So I told you guys. I warned you guys. Sorry, those of you guys that just tuned in. We gave you plenty of disclaimers. Uh, you missed all the good stuff when they were talking about Revelation. Uh, but we gave you plenty of disclaimers. We told you guys this was going to get weird. Uh, and 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 did it did it ever? Did we not deliver? All right, mushrooms and uh, gods. Yeah, gosh, yuck, yuck. Hey, this is a segment for my daily after party stream. Consider partnering with us online for as little as five dollars a month to get access to these daily after party streams completely unedited. You'll also get access to our podcast as they are streamed live into the community before anyone else gets to see them, get to interact with our guests, get access to our private Discord server, and a discount code for our store for as little as $5 a month. Ultimately, that will help towards helping us continue contextualizing the gospel using media and podcast here on YouTube. All right, I'll see you over there. Peace.